stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with YDOT with your weekly Main Street project update. We are officially on Main Street and making progress on the closed section between Dow and Alger and we'll be working in these blocks until the middle of June when we move south to Grinnell. Even though the north end of downtown Main Street is closed, the sidewalks remain open and the businesses within the work zone are accessible to pedestrians and protected from the construction. Lots of great businesses down there. Be sure to check them out and offer your support. Wondering where to park? There's plenty of parking on Gould and Brook Street as well as several parking lots a short, heart-healthy walk from downtown. Enjoy the walk and the opportunity to explore downtown on your way to your final destination. To stay current on the progress of this project, attend one of our weekly project meetings every Wednesday at 1.30 at ERA Carroll Realty, 306 North Main Street. Can't make the meeting? Follow Sheridan Main Street Project on Facebook and Instagram or visit the City of Sheridan's website. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Parker Mellinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all of your financial bases and making informed decisions. Contact us today, Parker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning, uh, with me on this very wet morning is the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger, and city council member Sean Day. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Floyd. Good morning, Floyd. How are you? Let me see if uh, I think that one's the, the white mic. Yeah, we're still learning all the all the new mics here. Got in all the these studio. lights in front of me. Got all these cameras oh, yeah. there. Cameras. They're, they're watching you. This is crazy. <laughs> it's it's brand new world. Actually, are they watching us? Are we live streaming right now? Uh, like I'm Wayne's not world? sure if he's got us going or not. I think uh, with the lights on, I'm pretty sure he's got us back up online. Okay. We uh, we faded out there for a little bit so that we could get uh, all the new equipment in and get everything situated. You didn't tell me I'd have to swim here. But oh, I know. I made it. It's beautiful. Uh, I don't mind this weather too much. The only thing that really gets me is the hydroplaning on the way over in the morning. you got to take it a little bit slower. There was a lot of standing water out there on that freeway. Yeah, I could imagine. It was just a mess. You just take your foot off the gas and just relax yeah. a little bit, and you'll get here just fine. I'm glad there's no potholes out there. That's the... Because <laughs> if there's potholes, that would be rough. <laughs> we, don't, right. we don't say the P word. <laughs> now, how how is uh, the Main Street resurfacing project going? It's coming along. I mean, you know, um, obviously those merchants down there are a little stressed because the streets no longer open, but the sidewalks are still open, and we've been <coughs> encouraging everybody to make sure they get downtown and support our local merchants. But the project itself is moving along as it should, and <coughs> and they're a very competent construction company, and they're doing a nice job. And when it's all said and done, we'll have good plumbing and good roads for decades to come now can they work in this kind of condition we're making in, them in work this, in this kind of in this we're in not, this weather we're not yeah. giving them a choice <laughs> mayor goes down and whips them every now and again 
<laughs> no, I, I would like to echo that, though. I think supporting those specific businesses that are getting hit with the construction is everyone should be mindful of that right now. We just went to Shabby Shack a few days ago, yeah. and I hadn't actually even been to the new location. It was it was great food, and we went to City Brew this morning and asked them how they've been doing. I didn't think they'd be open, but she said they've been hit pretty hard, but they're still going. So, so we got a City th- Brew Shabby Shack. Go give those guys some business. Head on down there. Give them a little bit of love. Now, you guys have also, just real quick, we'll retouch on this. I talked to the Chamber of Commerce extensively about it, but there is a program uh, that w- helps to encourage folks down to Main Street. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I spoke to the Chamber and with DSA, and uh, the council agreed with me, and we put, uh, like, uh, basically we put $100 a week in Chamber Bucks, and it's for all those, if you go down to those um, stores that are operating down there in the construction area, the chamber is going to give a randomly give a hundred dollars in chamber bucks to somebody who's shopping in that area, and so it's just that idea to promote people coming on down again to to visit those merchants, and and if you're lucky, somebody walks up and gives you a hundred dollars in chamber bucks. I really liked the approach to that. It's a lot like the the elves during the Christmas right. stroll. Uh, right. Someone just walks up, taps you on the shoulder, and says, "Hey, here you go. Yeah, here's a hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, and then much that, better than my original idea. So I'm glad they improved <laughs> on it." <laughs> what was the original idea? I thought you'd go, go in and put, and put your name in a hat for a drawing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this word, this is much easier and much better. Yeah, and you know someone's in the store. Uh, they're in there shopping, and uh, so all they got to do is just tap on the shoulder. Because you never know when it's going to happen. That's I mean, are, are there hours of operation, or is this going on, uh, you know, from opening to close a business? Yeah, it's a random act of money giving, so it's kind of a nice, <laughs> nice deal. I think everybody can uh, agree with that one. Now, the city council also just approved a resolution to defray $3,000 of the cost for downtown business owners for fire prevention by the extension of a fire suppression water service line that will be installed during the Main Street construction project. Why was this resolution presented to the council for approval? A lot of that was uh, driven by the thought that we could utilize those upstairs down in, on Main Street and a lot of those can't be utilized for anything because they have no fire suppression and so the idea is if you put in your uh, an access to a sprinkler system uh, you could develop that upstairs on the downtown area so uh, again just to make downtown just that more dynamic and give people a chance to possibly uh, I don't know put apartment complexes put another sort of store upstairs uh, Sean actually uh, he was a downtown person for years, and he actually developed his second floor. So Sean probably knows more than I know about that stuff. Yeah, it was very extensive, um, but it was great working with the city at that time. They were very helpful, and uh, you know, I I investigated installing a sprinkler system in the men's shop back then, but you know, it's very costly. So I I, I support this initiative, and I think it's great just for the safety of the future of downtown. Um, again, costly, but if business owners can do it, I think it's a great step, and you know we're willing to help them a little bit along the way. How, do you remember right offhand how much it cost you to get that done? And that was a number of years ago. I'm yeah, sure that, that was ain't... 2018, and it was 50,000 roughly My to goodness. get that sprinkler system. So they really are kind of mm-hmm. kind of spendy items to get those installed. It's not a cup of coffee, that's yeah. for sure. But I, I would also imagine that you would get reductions. Uh, or maybe rebates on insurance or something like that. Uh, did your insurance go down at all? 
No, didn't. No, I mean, honestly, the conversation didn't go too far just because the numbers that we were looking at, um, in addition to all of the fireproofing we were doing up there, double sheeting that upstairs. We we did a full demolition on the upstairs of the men's shop, and then the new owners that are now um, on the rocks, uh, lovely people over there, but they, they kind of finished out that whole off, and it's absolutely beautiful up there. If, if downtown Sheridan could begin the transformation toward what that looks like upstairs there yeah. um it's yeah it's, it's very nice and i think it would bring value to our downtown yeah and my daughter uh, I'll, I'll echo that my daughter works at bought beautifully but upstairs on their second floor they have an a uh airbnb airbnb and um it's just it's really nice yeah now when it comes to uh, the men's shop what was it that you were originally looking at putting up there um, well, uh, I was building like an urban loft. It was basically a loft within a loft concept. Um, we had our little girl on the way at the time. so. Um, oh, I, you were looking to move in there yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've lived in London and Los Angeles, and that's a pretty common thing, obviously, in the cities. And, you know, I went up there, and at the time, my grandfather was renting that space out because it was so cluttered and undeveloped for like $100 a month. Yeah. He offered me that deal. And I was like, well... I mean, at that rate, I have like a little bit of headroom to, you know, do some work in there. And then as we started diving in, it was just like, you know, you start ripping down the lath and plaster, you get the brick and it's like, well, we got to go all the way with this thing. Like, yeah. Pulled down the ceilings, tried to make like 15 foot high ceilings and um, yeah, do the whole thing. So we got about 80% of the way there and then got knocked out by COVID, unfortunately. Man, that got a lot of businesses. I, I've I'm I'm sorry that happened to the the men's what was it called I'm it sorry it was the men's shop yeah the men's shop started by yeah. my great grandfather Sterling Day yeah I went that was just about the time I started working here and I kept telling myself I'm gonna head down there and buy a suit or something and then all of a sudden it was closed yeah. I was heartbroken yeah yeah it's hard to find a suit in this town now yeah it really is uh, it you know there's a couple different shops you can go in but uh, I don't think anyone around this area is my size. <laughs> <laughs> so secondhand stores are a little a little sparse. <laughs> now, uh, have you heard from people in the community regarding this resolution? Because it didn't get 100% support on the council. Um, I do believe some people felt that this was uh, local government interfering in businesses again or, or giving tax dollars to local businesses. So uh, what do you feel about that? What do I feel about it? I think that if we can... Um provide that incentive to put those sprinkler systems into the downtown merchants second floors i think it only enhances the main street our main street and our main street is vital to uh sheridan i believe i think we have one of those classic main streets that are just it's just beautiful it's a piece out of history but it's still vital people still go down there they love our main street and so if we can do anything to enhance it and keep main street vital i'm 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 all for it yeah you know, there's a lot of towns here in Wyoming I've visited through the years. And the downtown area will be boarded up, but then they have these ancillary streets with all the big box names, yeah. you know, running down there. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, and I mean, that just used to break my heart, going from these smaller towns to smaller towns. And that's, you know, I'm not going to pick out the town, but I was just recently in one, and that's where it was. It, <clears throat> they had some pawn shops downtown, and a lot of the shops were just boarded up and abandoned. And it's just sad. Yeah. I mean, we don't realize how fortunate we are to have such a, 
vital downtown people love to go down there it's a hub in the summer you know for our the the farmers markets and the third thursdays and and people get together it's a congregate it's a place where people can congregate and enjoy each other and uh and I just, I just love our downtown. You know, the wife and I will spend an entire weekend just coming over on Saturday and Sunday and just kind of going up and down and seeing who's open and poking our heads in. And, oh, I didn't realize I needed that. And all yeah. of a sudden we end yeah. up going home with uh, crazy taxidermy or something that we found in a secondhand <laughs> store. Still hanging on the wall. Not sure if it's a panther or a goat, but they made it look like both. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Mayor, too, on that. Like, I... I don't see it as overreach at all. I feel like the the purpose of local government is to help build better community, and I think this initiative does exactly that. So, now uh, moving on, the winter has been long and cold. Uh, the fluctuating temperatures means potholes. The p word that the mayor doesn't yeah, like to hear. Said the p word. <laughs> now you and I have talked about this on here uh, last time you were with us. Uh, it, uh, you've got a battle plan to attack these things. Uh, can you remind us of what that is? We do. I mean, we obviously know uh, where a lot of the potholes are, and we also have a, a, a communication, a, an app, if you will, that you can tell us we have a pothole at a certain spot or not. Um, you're going to ask me what that app is, and I can't really tell you right at the moment because it's left my mind. But um, that being said, we, we have our own come our own streets crew out there filling potholes and we have a variety of ways to fill potholes we can we have we can ha we have uh, three or four different methods for filling potholes but that being said we've been out filling them and then we <coughs> hired a company to help us fill them so we actually had an, an additional company working with that as well and so if you go around town you'll notice that we've made a big impact on the potholes in town yeah we've filled them i'm not gonna a vast majority of them are we've already got taken care of and so we still have some more to do there's always more to do but um i'll just take my my route to work for an example um we had i had like three or four craters that i had to remember where they were at because if I, <laughs> yeah I the duck them, and gonna, dodge yeah i was gonna lose my front end and those have all been filled and so we're actively filling those, and we're, we'll continue to fill those. But um, we, as soon as we could get after them, we did. Yeah. And all we really needed was that warm, dry week to, yeah. to get going. Obviously, you can't be out there when it's sub-zero and you got a foot of snow on the ground, you know. So you just got to wait and bide your time and wait for that, that spring season to hit where you can actually get out there and, and get after them. And we did. And I think I thank our streets crew and, and Hans and Mercer and his group. Uh, they knew they had a, they had to deal with them, and so they we put money aside, and like I said, we hired an extra contractor just for that purpose, and so uh, we've been aggressively filling them. You know, I think uh, weather permitting, do you feel that we might have all this done by the time the tourists start pouring in? I'm the optimistic person, and so yes, I think so. <laughs> Optimism. I, I read right. the stats on it. It's like Hans was saying, there's typically around two thousand potholes per year um and we've filled 938 so far oh that's fantastic so we're over we're almost halfway there one yeah. more good week and right. we we've got this nailed down yeah yeah well that's fantastic now now is a lot of this uh, also thanks to that private corporation i mean are they keeping up with our city streets guys yeah, we just we knew we had so many this year that it would just be tough for our crew just to handle them by themselves in any sort of a timely fashion. 
Yeah. And so uh, normally we do not hire another outside source to help us with those, but this was just one of those exceptional years. And so we knew we had to deal with them and we uh, hired this company to come in and help us with them. And so um, they've been working, we've been working. As Sean said, we've got almost half of them done. We're going to get the rest of them done as promptly as possible. And uh, so we'll be ready for the season. Hopefully one more good week, and uh, we won't have to deal with those anymore for this season. We can just look forward to the next bottle season. (laughs) All right. We're going to have more with the mayor and Councilman Sean Day when we come back. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Counting on God will be receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. It's summertime. Time to roll. Better make sure your car's road trip ready. Midas Tire and Auto has money-saving deals just waiting for you. And listen to this. Midas has a new state-of-the-art inspection process called A Closer Look. You'll get pictures and updates along the way, allowing you to track the progress of your vehicle. Ask questions and get answers straight from the technician. Stop in for A Closer Look this month, plus save 20 bucks off any full synthetic oil change at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Parker Mellinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all your financial basis and making informed decisions. Contact us today at Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Keeping your cash in a high-yield account is a simple way to save. First Federal Bank & Trust's high-yield online savings account comes with a competitive interest rate and local service from people you know. Open the account from the convenience of your computer or mobile device and watch your savings grow. Visit efirstfederal.bank to open your account today or check out our deposit specials. First Federal Bank & Trust, helping our customers succeed since 1935. Member FDIC. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by your friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I am Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am speaking with the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger, and city council member, Sean Day. Now, there have been uh, a number of proposals, uh, but one of them that kind of caught my eye, the building of a Frisbee golf course at Malcolm Wallop Park. When was this thrown out there? 
This is kind of an interesting story, actually. I, this is part of like local government and council that I really love. You know, I, I was just at Walmart one day sharp sh- shopping and was approached by a gentleman by the name of John Daniels, who knows the mayor very well. Um, he's one of the most competent frisbee golfers out there. He's very yeah. passionate about the sport. Uh, goes to tournaments often and just started picking my brain about um, wanting to be involved with some of the frisbee golf courses around town. And, and we started talking about North Park and Malcolm Walla Park. If you guys haven't been out there, definitely go check that out. They've, we've just expanded those trails out there. It's very beautiful. Um, so yeah, through the process over, I don't know, a couple months, um, I met with the parks, our parks uh, guy, Steve Gage and John, and we started just putting together a plan. And John really wants to get sponsorships involved. And uh, we went out there and kind of just walked the course because we want to be mindful of all of the you know, people walking out there too. And we don't want to be, have Frisbees flying across trails and stuff like right, that. So right. it does need to, you know, have some strategic planning there. And so we kind of just did like a walkthrough and, and targeted all of the places where an 18 hole golf course could be put in. And that would attract tourism, obviously bring some money into the community and uh, expand that recreation that we love and share so much. So, um, and there are a lot of people who play this game. Um, it's, it's growing, yeah. I can remember uh, when I was at the University of Wyoming, 04, 05, around that time period, it was the biggest thing on campus at that point. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, all those individuals who were in college with me, now we're all at the point where we're actually making decisions for uh, bigger organizations, kind of working the way up. But uh, so this kind of was brought to you. Yeah, just by a local guy, you know, it's like, it's so cool just to actually make a difference on that level because you see so much of governments not make, you know, it's hard to see the differences that are being made sometimes, but when it's just like, uh, you know, a resident town who's passionate about something and, you know, we've got the infrastructure um, through the city to kind of help facilitate these ideas and, you know, the the mayor knows John and, um, yeah, I think it'll be a good thing for sure. And the timing was good too, you know, because Emerson Park, over there, there's a frisbee golf um, course there, and we've talked about uprooting some of those. Uh, what do you even call them? The baskets. Yeah, yeah. Um, uprooting, I'd say they're baskets. Yeah, uh, up, uprooting those baskets because they were a little problematic for the, you know, the walking traffic around there. Some blind spots, and so there's access to these baskets already. And John's pretty confident that he can, you know, fulfill the rest of everything with sponsorship. So. I, I see it being a good thing, yeah. And a lot of people don't know this. Uh, if they're not into Frisbee golf, there are individuals who basically kind of use that as their vacation, travel from location to location to play Frisbee golf mm-hmm. in various towns throughout the nation. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they even make videos about these things. Yeah. Uh, they're up online. Some of these guys actually have sponsorships. I mean, it's pretty incredible. It's kind of an underground thing and not as mainstream as, say, regular golf, but uh, it's still a very popular sport. Yeah, we've yeah. got, we've got a Paul Dixon, too, from the pickleball community, you know. Another very too. popular yeah. sport around here. Yeah, they've been talking to us, too, about wanting, you know, an, in, an indoor kind of alternative during the winter so that they could have an extra space to, to, to play pickleball. You know, that was that's a sport I didn't even realize existed until I moved up to this uh, neck of the woods. Oh, pickleball is just crazy. If you go down to Thornrider Park anytime in the summer in the mornings before it gets too hot, there's literally dozens of people waiting to get on those courts to play pickleball. So 
it's really taken off. It's it's an incredible the, the history of that one, folks. If you haven't looked that up, look up the history of pickleball and how it happened. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. It was literally just the dad trying to get the kids in the yard, <laughs> and, and boy, awesome. it took off. It took off. All right, something else uh, that has been proposed: exercise equipment. What what are we addressing when it comes to exercise equipment and the city? Well, you know, Mayor put in those the exercise equipment. Well, I don't know what your involvement was with the Thorn Rider. I always associate you with that, Mayor. Um, but I, I loved that equipment for years and um, wanted to see more of that in Sheridan, just an outdoor option for people that, A, wanted to exercise outside or, B, didn't have the money to do the monthly membership thing. So the mayor and I went down to Forge Physio and met with those guys down there. I don't know if you've had a chance to, to meet Chancellor and, and Trey staff and that, that crew down there, Mike. They're all physical therapists and just, like, as mayor describes them, just jacked all yeah. of them. <laughs> is the they're stuff. All, yeah, they're all Terminators over there. So it's they're great, though. And um, Chancellor's just got such a cool story because out of COVID, he totally built his gym um, you know, like did all of the, the building of that. So when you walk into his space, it's like, it's equipment that you've never seen. So anyway, yeah, we've uh, contracted them to put together this fitness playground for adults up at Blacktooth. It'll sit right in between the soccer fields and the playground that'll be put up there. And I think it'll be great for adults, you know, get them off their phones and doing other stuff while their kids are playing. Will this be centralized in a location or will these That's, be separated on a trail? It went both ways for a while, but I think where it stands right now is just have it in a central location. Yeah. And it'll be just static equipment that, you know, pull up bars, squat rack, that Real kind of basic thing. stuff, yeah, just but basic still stuff, stuff that's used. It'll look Durable different, stuff. too. Like, yeah, once you see these things, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's impressive. They, they do they've great work. They've done a great job with them. I mean, yeah. it's really impressive what they've did, so or done. And mm -hmm. so it'll be really nice to get it put up, and people can use it, and I think they'll very much enjoy it. You know, uh when I was serving in the National Guard, uh, depending on where we were drilling for the weekend, uh, some a lot of towns will have something like this in a park or on a trail just to break up the physical training. We right. would take the soldiers out there every once in a while. And I, I really enjoyed the ones that were on that trail because you got to get that run in. And it was all about running from one exercise to the other and beating, you know, your yeah. your fellow soldiers. Well, the mayor and I talked about that. I, I I still would love to see that eventually. You know, I think our trail system is really unique here. And, you know, it would be really cool to be able to do a full workout over, you know, just a walking trail. And it's great just to do it outside. Mm -hmm. You know, get out, kind of break up your typical yeah. routine, yeah. Uh, which, you know, if you want to get anywhere with your exercise, that's got to got to happen every yeah. now and then anyway so it's kind of bummer being in a gym in 90 degree weather <laughs> yeah yeah i mean especially after a long winter we've been in there yeah. the whole time yeah, exactly I'm, I'm running out of time with you but i do want to talk about uh, real quickly the uh, ha uh public works director hans mercer presented details of the hume draw watershed assessment project can you just fill me in on what this is real quick it's top secret we really can't share that with you uh, <laughs> No, there's like, I'm drawing this off memory, but I think there's like five or six ponds in Yume Draw, and some of the um, outlets are not in good working condition, and some of them are uh, just a need, we need to relook at the whole area. So that's basically, we're going to go in down, look at Yume Draw, and reassess what we can do or if we need to do anything. I know we need to do some work, like I said, on some of the gates, 
because they're just not in working condition or very good working condition. But uh, that's the idea to go ahead and assess that area. Do we need that many ponds in that area? Can we do something better with that area? And just uh, look look at it with fresh eyes and see what we need to do with it. Now, is this uh, kind of considered a, a wetlands type of area and, and we control it? Is that what we're talking about? Well, there's wetlands down there, obviously, and but that that it, the city took the responsibility of taking care of that years ago. Yeah, and so it is the city's um, property, so to speak, and so we need to uh, look at it, assess it. Um, obviously, we all we we know we need to fix some of the gates, so that's a that's a done deal there. But um, as far as Really, do we need this many ponds? And some of them go stagnant because they don't have enough run. Uh, some of them are filling up with silt again because yeah. just that perpetual water trickling down from above. And so uh, it just needs a fresh look and what we're going to do with it and how we're going to move forward in the future. And so that's what this study is about. Gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me this morning. I greatly appreciate you guys braving that rain. (laughs) Thank you, Floyd. Thanks for having us, Floyd. Appreciate it. All right. After the break, we're going to speak with the Sheridan Conservation District. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. just a fact that sometimes the water well you have is just not the water well you wished you had. What if you turned on your tap and a little country band drained out singing, Water, water, cool, clear water. Well, that's just what 307 Wildcat Well Service delivers. They'll bore down old Mother Earth and find you that water. Now get ready for a phone number, 217-2155. Or find 307 Wildcat Well Service on Facebook. And you too will have... Cool, clear water. Jackalopes explore movies. Is that the cult following? Are people following it because it sucked at no. the box office and people are like, well, if it's so bad, like we sit around and watch B movies mm-hmm. like Llama Getting and stuff because they're so horrible, I gotta see it. That it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you say, oh, it's a box office flop, it starts garnering that cult following just because people are like, really? Mm-hmm. Well, let me see for myself. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh no, that was really good. Jackalopes Explore at podcastwyoming.com. Hi, this is Brad at Primary Motors, where we are looking to buy your clean used vehicles, tractors, ATVs, and much more. We will also down trade and do appraisals. Here at Primary Motors, we are a full service dealership offering quality used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Our super trailer store features a wide variety of stock, utility, and cargo trailers. Primary Motors has been making customers happy for decades. See us today at 2305 Coffee Avenue in Sheridan or online at primarymotors.com. Are you a good listener? Has anyone ever accused you of being a problem solver? Someone who likes to help others have success? If so, Sheridan Media would like to talk to you. Have you ever posted something on social media that had all your friends and family laughing? Have you ever fought off a bear? If so, let's talk. Not necessarily about bears, we just think that would be a cool story. Here at Sheridan Media, we have a ton of fun helping businesses grow and we could use some more help. We're looking for an advertising and marketing professional. You'll earn a base salary plus commission and receive benefits like health, dental, and retirement. So if you or someone you know has marketing and advertising experience or any of the previously mentioned skills, please send your resume to jim at sheridanmedia.com. 
That's Jim at SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned and equal opportunity employer. If you wake up in the morning and the first thing you say is, then you need to make an appointment with Dr. Colin Hardy at Atlas Chiropractic. If you're living with chronic pain and need a natural, effective way to relieve your discomfort, Dr. Hardy is now offering dry needling therapy, only $45 per session. Dry needling therapy is a safe, minimally invasive technique that involves inserting thin needles into trigger points to release muscle tension and reduce pain. An ideal treatment for a wide range of conditions, including migraines, back pain, and sports injuries. With his dry needling therapy, Dr. Colin Hardy can help you reach optimal health so you can get back into your life. Call Dr. Colin Hardy at Atlas Chiropractic, 672-6000. Take advantage of this limited time offer, just $45 per session. A more comfortable you is just a call away, 672-6000. Hi, this is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean, and we offer free HVAC cleaning estimates. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, 25 to 40% of the energy used for heating or cooling a home is wasted. Contaminants in your HVAC system cause it to work harder and shorten the life of your system. Call for your free estimate and start saving money today by making your system more cost-effective and reducing how hard it has to work to maintain your home's temperature. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. The Sheridan County Conservation District focuses and coordinates technical, educational, and financial resources to meet the needs of local land users. And joining me for the second part of our show this morning is the Sheridan County Conservation District Manager, Carrie Roganowski. Rogacheski. 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 <laughs> I apologize for that. That's District Conservationist for the USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service, Andrew Cassidy and Beth White from White Ranch. Good morning, folks. Good, Good morning. morning. Now, uh, just real quick, Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about the Sheridan Working Lands Workshop Series Planning Committee? Boy, a lot of these names There's are just a, lot of a mouthful, names. right? They are a mouthful, yes. Um, and what that is is a group of, of local uh, agencies and organizations and landowners being the most important part that have started last year in in trying to I, plan and, and coordinate workshops or other events um, to benefit the working lands in, in and around Sheridan County because of the importance of keeping those lands working and and giving tools and trades to keep them healthy and, and functioning and, and moving forward. So that group, um, Conservation District is just one member of a, of a very diverse and talented group of people and motivated um, that are working hard to bring these events. And last year was our inaugural event um, and um, that kind of kicked, kicked us off and we just are excited to be bringing some of these events to the community. How did last year go as the inaugural event? Um, very well. I think we, we just, um, in a short period of time, managed to pull off something that, um, that seemed to be uh, received positively and provided a lot of good information. Um, looking towards Andrew and Beth, we had, oh, roughly 60 people attend. We visited three field sites where we, um, participants could actually observe some of the, 
the practices we were talking about and ideas, um, actually see them in the field and hear from those landowners that were putting those practices into place and had some other great speakers and, and, and a good lunch. And it seemed to go really well. When does the series begin this year? Um, so this year, the event is a two-day event in August, August 8th and 9th. The first day is, is more of a classroom learning environment. Um, and then the second day is a field portion with, with more limited attendance. So um, we expect that to kind of fill up fast. Uh, we do, our hope is that this is not a basic soils 101 course, but really hoping to dig a little deeper and, and on the registration um, page and with as as we begin accepting these, we'll be providing some suggested reading or suggested podcasts or things where people can kind of do some of that 101 prep work on their own before attending the event so that we can spend the time um, with this uh, really talented and, and top-notch speaker that we can really use her to our advantage to go a little deeper on some of these principles. Where are we going to hold this? So if I can jump in, uh, <laughs> please the, do. the event will be uh, at, at a, a couple of sites. The first day in the classroom setting will be at, at Sheridan College at the, the Whitney Center. Um, and uh, we're really excited to have that as a fantastic space and it'll be a good opportunity to have a big group. Um, the second day will be in the field at a, at a local ranch that uh, our, our speaker um, has been consulting with for, for a couple of years. And oh, fantastic. So she'll be able to take you out there. Yes, yeah. And, and our, say, look at how this is actually Exactly, going. yep. And kind of pick through the, uh, the, the thought processes of, of uh, what do we have, what are we aiming at, um, and, and how do we uh, make adjustments and, and management choices to promote the, the systems we want to see, those resilient and, and uh, vigorous plant communities that are uh, able to withstand stressors like drought and, and pests and, and uh, you know, using, using uh, grazing and other things as tools to, f to forward that goal and, and to, uh, you know, provide uh, life life uh, income and and uh, all of those those elements that a ranching operation needs uh, how you know the area very well mm -hmm. how often would you say that our area is actually in drought and that's just my common curiosity oh i i wrote in a in an email yesterday that the old saying is we're only two weeks from a drought in wyoming at any given moment yeah and uh, um so it, we're we're a semi-arid region, I guess, and so we expect to be dry at times. But it's when it's more more intensely dry, or for a longer period than we're we're used to. I always chuckle a little bit when I hear about drought in the in the Midwest or the Great Plains, and and they they get you know they're still getting twice the rainfall that we get in a year, <laughs> but they're 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 in drought, and it's it's, it's just a departure of from what you're used to yeah and you know if you're uh say growing a corn crop or something like that 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 expects a certain amount of rain to fall in the summertime um and you don't have the ability to irrigate um oh yeah then then uh, a departure from normal is significant and has real uh economic impacts and all of those natural systems as well 
So I, uh, that's not a very good answer. To your no, I think I think it was actually a great answer to my question, Andrew. I greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Now, when it comes to registering for this, how is this going to come with a cost? Yes, unfortunately, I mean it does. We we do have several sponsors for the event and some grants we've pulled in to keep those costs at a minimum. Um, but there is a cost, and um, that mainly helps to provide um, funds for the speaker fees, the the venues, the lunch, um, and and the other kind of things that will have that go into take um, putting on one of these things um, and the cost um, the for early registration uh, through um, June 30th um, day one is $50 day two is $75 and again you have to you have to go to day one to go to day two um, and day two has a more limited a more intimate setting um, more um, more one-on-one um, potential with the with the uh, um, with the speaker. Yeah. Now, and can I just add that we yeah. do have some scholarships available that if cost is an issue for anybody, just to contact oh, the conservation fantastic. district. Right. Thank so, you, Beth. Yeah. How do I, how do I get one of those, Beth? Contact Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I was gonna uh, see if I could set Beth up here a little bit. Right. Um, what, Beth? Can you as a, as a as a rancher? Can you speak to the need for this knowledge and what what uh, what? How does it? How does it land, I guess, at, at home? For yeah. How, how, Beth, how would, how are you hoping landowners uh, benefit from this information? Um, um, I think that Nicole Masters will bring a very wide berth of information to us and kind of new ideas that um, people can come with the knowledge that they have, but hopefully go away and be able to dig deeper into some issues. Some of our stuff as far as um, soil microbes and the quorum sensing is just so fascinating and such a departure from the way that we often look at soils and agriculture and kind of the land and food around us that I think that for that it can be really challenging to some of our current paradigms on kind of what's going on, what signals we're getting from the plants above the ground for what's going on down below us and kind of a chance to really get into some soil pits with her and learn how to look a little deeper at what's going on with our agriculture. You know, I, th land. I think on the surface, a lot of people might not understand the importance of soil outside of the agricultural aspect of it. Uh, but healthy soil, we all know it's good for crops, but why else would we want to maintain a healthy soil in non-ag portions of, of land that we may own? Um, in my mind, by having healthy soils, you're going to be reducing your chemical inputs, which is what's around every single one of us in our community. It's the food that we put in our bodies every single day, being able to know where that comes from on a deeper level. Um, whether you're involved in agriculture or not, we're all we're all eating and making these choices for, for what's going on on our planet. And I think that anybody could gain from the knowledge of just knowing more about that. Absolutely. There's a great bumper sticker floating around our, our community. I see it that if, if you eat, uh, you're in agriculture. Yeah, and 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 that's the reality, and and that's exactly right. The the input costs are lower, and and that's at a, both a you know this this acre, this field, that sort of level, but also at a, a real high level in terms of uh, in our country and worldwide. Um, the 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 ability to withstand those stressors is is key, and and the ability that. Uh, reduces input costs and, and the uh, the effects and that our inputs have. Rates. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, so we're not seeing as much runoff because the soil can accept the moisture that comes down. And that goes um, that's part of that. to drought, mm -hmm. largely, that, uh, you know, we get a certain amount of 
moisture that comes as as rain or snow but what happens to it after it lands on the ground whether it runs off or whether it goes in and and that ability to infiltrate moisture and and then uh the the soil biology and and plant communities that are so so intertwined you know i i think even when when i was in school not too many years ago uh, <laughs> getting longer um you know it, there was a, a view especially kind of in the agronomy world that that soil was just sort of the substrate to hold your plants and yeah. uh and and it's far more than that and i think we are uh, really still in the the time where we're learning to understand that and those those interrelationships between fungi and bacteria in the soils and the plants that they support and the support them um I think you know it. It uh, it's huge in the the resilience that that it that yeah. it brings to agricultural systems, our, our native landscapes. Um, you know the wide open spaces that support our our uh, our beautiful lifestyle in Sheridan with uh, with abundant wildlife, clean water, and clean air. Those things. I was attending a university level geography course. And I didn't realize that, oh gosh, I'd say 25% of that class was about soil. Right. Because, uh, you know, you're learning what makes this area specific. And and to understand the soil was at least a quarter of knowing why areas are the way that they are. Yeah, yeah. And so since that time, uh, I've, you know, really paid attention to what's on top of the dirt because that's really what it is when people look at it they might think well that's just more dirt but there's a lot more to it Mm -hmm. our understanding of biology and and microbes and how they influence what's going on around us andrew how has that further knowledge impacted the way that uh usda and 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 farmers take care of the land around them oh hugely so you know the the our agency, the Natural Resources Conservation Service, came out of the Dust Bowl era when when uh, it was evident in, in the Great Plains that, that there were huge problems, and, and those problems uh, were, were uh, hugely impacting our, our, our people and our economy and that sort of thing. Um, and so that that's the the root of our agency, and, and with a renewed focus in recent years, soil health and those... Uh, sort of climatic and, and resiliency, um, regenerative practices, uh, that's all kind of the forefront of, of USDA's mission um, to uh, to promote American agriculture in a way that's uh, both profitable, um, uh, very productive, and, and sustainable in a way that uh, we can expect to, to feed our country and feed the world. Now, Carrie, I got about five minutes left, sure. and I'm a little curious on Nicole Masters. Can you can you tell me about our key speaker? Well, I hate to defer to Beth, but I'm probably going to on this one because oh, yeah. we really Beth and another uh, some other landowners kind of came to us. They had been working through her book and and looking at some of the things, and they they came to us with a thought of we should try to get this person in here. So I'm going to defer as long as Beth doesn't mind. She's giving me the evil eye, um, <laughs> but I'm going to kind of defer that question to her if you. Now, Beth, I guess what I would ask you is how has she impacted the way that you take care of your land? Um, 
Well, first of all, Nicole Masters is the author of the book For the Love of Soil, and she's also featured on a lot of podcasts for anybody out there wanting to learn more about her ahead of the event. Um, she's originally from New Zealand and uh, gotten uh, to working with a vermicast farm and some of the information on the vermicast and kind of making specific vermicast for different crops and stuff I find super fascinating. Um, and yeah, as far as some of the things that she's going to be bringing, the objectives she talks about for the workshop um, were a deeper understanding of the role of soil microbes. Um, kind of the appreciation and needs to improve our soil health, even from just like an economic standpoint as landowners. Um, we're gonna be gaining some practical skills for assessing the biological health of soils um, and insights into what the plants above the soil are indicating is going on down below. And um, hopefully she's gonna bring a lot of inspiration to kind of take action and uh, experiment with things. And something else that I've really appreciated from Nicole's book and the podcasts, she talks a lot about um, kind of finding a community for this stuff that we're more influenced by peer pressure than you know really what we're maybe even wanting to do and to be able to kind of bring people together within our community that are experimenting with things you know it might not be the right thing but if, as long as it's a step forward we can all learn together and we can build more of a community and that's what i really hope from this entire workshop series as years go on is that people can just continue to learn from each other and bring that agricultural community together that really is one of the big focuses that we uh, are aiming at with this series and, and, and that we're hoping to make over years to come is that we have a, a local knowledge base uh, that have sort of been at the table as, as we learn about these things and, and we can all take them home and try them in different ways and, and have a network to draw on um, for, for n new producers, young people those that are coming to the table for the first time that sort of thing and having a community that i can i can just call somebody and say you know this is going on i need yeah, some help exactly. what, what are some steps i can take to to get this done that is going to be pretty powerful and then the because right. you know there's other landowners i mean yeah. there, there's a whole community here who's walking outside grabbing a handful of dirt looking at it and wondering how they could make it better. And so I think uh, this series of workshops is, is really going to help bring those people together because they're going to also have that unified knowledge. Mm -hmm. Hey, you were in the class with me. Yeah. You, you, do you remember what she said about X, Y, or Z? Sure. And that is really our target audience, our yeah. landowners. You know, we as agency folks, we go to a lot of things and you, you get with people there, but we really want to hit the local landowners um, that, that could actually apply this stuff. Agency people too, but the landowner is our real target get right down into the get trenches right into yep. yeah yeah and so literally literally uh, we'll, yeah. be, we'll be in the yeah. in the trench on on day two for this uh, looking at the soil effects of this stuff carrie i got okay. one minute left could yep. you tell me where to register one yes. more time and i'll also tell you her book is available through sheridan stationery they can order that for you it's also the audio book is available at the library as well for people to check out um, registration can be done through the conservation district website um, you just um, sccdwy.org and then it'll take you there's a button to click and it'll take you right through there thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me uh you Appreciate know my, my father was a soil tester and uh not for a living <laughs> but uh he absolutely loved it yeah i greatly you. appreciate your brave in the rain yeah all right you've been listening to public pulse on 930 kroe 103.9 fm sheridan
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Counting on God will be receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Are you a good listener? Has anyone ever accused you of being a problem solver? Someone who likes to help others have success? If so, Sheridan Media would like to talk to you. Have you ever posted something on social media that had all your friends and family laughing? Have you ever fought off a bear? If so, let's talk. Not necessarily about bears, we just think that would be a cool story. Here at Sheridan Media, we have a ton of fun helping businesses grow, and we could use some more help. We're looking for an advertising and marketing professional. You'll earn a base salary plus commission and receive benefits like health, dental, and retirement. So if you or someone you know has marketing and advertising experience or any of the previously mentioned skills, please send your resume to jim at sheridanmedia.com. That's jim at sheridanmedia.com. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned and equal opportunity employer. Hi, this is Jill Bates with the Best Real Estate Team. Spring is here, but it was a long winter. So do you have that Goldilocks complex about where you live? Are you thinking things like the bathroom is too small, the kitchen is too big, or the garage just isn't right? If you have started to Goldilocks your dwelling, then it is time to call the Best Real Estate Team. Let our team get to work for you and provide you with that home that is just right and gives you a happily ever after. Give us a call today at 675-BEST or go on online at bestwy.net. Make it a great day. Proudly brokered by EXP. Did you know One Health cares for all of you? Your physical, your behavioral, and your social health. We're proud to continue to offer primary care, immunizations, pediatrics, senior wellness, and now dental services. One Health is a passionate team offering exceptional care for the entire body, all under one roof for all ages and all income levels, accepting Medicaid, Medicare, private insurance, as well as a sliding fee scale, in-person and telehealth. So schedule your next wellness exam. One Health is now located in the train depot and at onehealthcaresforall.org. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sharon and Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. We can finally see the grass. No, my yard's getting out of control. I need a lawnmower. Well, I know where you can get one. Sheridan Honda and Power Sports sells power equipment, including generators, trimmers, tillers, and lawnmowers. These all come pre-assembled, warranty registered, and full of gas. Oh, that's easy. Can you mow my lawn for me, too? <laughs> well, you probably don't want me to do that, but we can come pick up your lawnmower or any other power equipment you need service for the season. Sheridan Honda and Power Power Sports has what you need to keep your yard looking sharp. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-